Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your Spurs. Welcome to the final Echoes of Glory of the season, the very happy and jubilant Echoes of Glory. Uh, not only am I happy because of what happened, but I'm also very happy to have our guest with me. I'm Esty. Who, who forgot with me? I'm Chris. And I'm Marley. Hey, Marley. So you might remember Marley. She did the quiz with us. A uh, few. I can't even remember when it was. Do you remember? It was Christmas time. No. This season, definitely. It was definitely right. the season. And last week's pod ASD, but you weren't here. I wasn't here. I was in. And that's worth saying. So Jack is away on the other side of the world. So I'm sad that uh, you know our host and king is not here. But uh, I'm back, so it's going to be bad. The so king is the... dead. Long live the king, ASD. <laughs> Well, let's abolish the monarchy and uh, let's start the new form of social democracy. But let, let's leave that. Uh, what a day it was yesterday. Chris, you were there. Were you there, Hamali? No, I was watching on some stream somewhere. <laughs> it was hard to find. Chris, what was it like? It was it was so great. So, you know, one of the things that I you know often complain about is how kind of toxic away um, crowds feel. But. It was just joyous yesterday. I think we all knew, even though, you know, we were, you know, there was a concern that we could do whatever we'd done and that we, you know, I was there in 2006. I still remember how green Michael Carrick was as he puked, as he was subbed on. And even though we had a, a virus in the camp last week, we knew that with Norwich's form and the fact that we were we are a different proposition under Antonio Conte and that he wasn't going to let that happen, that it was going to be a, a joyous time. My only con- small concern was I wanted to make sure that I was hoping that we'd score at least in the first half an hour because people, you know, like people would get antsy otherwise. And of course... We did. We scored in that, those first 15 minutes and it was just it was just great fun after that. You know, they, they had what one, two chances. They didn't look like scoring. Sonny, I mean, I know it's an, an old adage in football. He could have had five, um, but actually he could have had five. Um, yeah. There were a couple of opportunities. You heard him speaking afterwards, like how on earth did he miss it? Um, I actually was looking back through my photographs this morning and I found one, um, I don't know if they showed it on the TV, but of Lucas who's actually on a steward's shoulders celebrating one it. of the goals. Yeah. Which was fantastic. And the stewards just like happily like holding up Lucas as they're celebrating the goals. So the atmosphere within the crowd was joyous. It was really, really good fun. Um, the players could feel it. We, you know, we didn't stop singing. Um, the three, you know, the three second half goals were right in front of us. You know, those two absolute worldies. And it was funny because I mean, you, you'll have seen it. But of course, Kulusevski, moments before scoring that goal, like tripped over his own feet. We were trying to figure out. It's like, is he that one footed? And then I watched it later and he was trying to do something and he kicked it with his wrong foot and sort of fell over himself. And, you know, the mark of a, a kind of a fantastic, I mean, he's, he's a great player anyway, but the mark of a great character as well is to say, well, do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm just going to curl one in because it didn't go in then. And and that just summed it all up, really. It was great. We had a really, we had a really good fun time. And it was also really nice in the, um, you probably saw this on social media as well, in the warm up, the um, Norwich players were wearing T-shirts in support of Jake Daniels, which was really nice. So that was a really nice start um, for me and Philip 
to the to the proceedings. So yeah, brilliant way to end the season. Properly emphatic, properly saying right, this is what we're gonna we're gonna push on. And you know, and the whole board were there because Norwich is small enough to see. So I could see, I could see Daniel, I could see Donna, and I could see Bex. And I'm sure that some, you know, I'm sure Matthew and others were there as well. So I think, you know, there's a real kind of show of intent, um, frankly. And, you know, we, we're all there for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was just, it never felt like in doubt. The minute we kicked off, right, it just never felt in doubt. Uh I, 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 there's no, there was just never in doubt, was it? I mean, I, I can't even think of anything else to say. I think I think we should just move on to the um, to the first team players and the awards. Before we do that, which which goal did you prefer of the five? Just tell me your favourites of the five. Bonnie Marley. Decky was definitely mine. That sweet left foot. <laughs> yeah, I I was watching just now. I rewatched much of the day just five minutes ago, and it felt I liked his selfishness because Son was in the middle, like waiting for it. And there's a few times where he flapped his arms because he, he we knew what he wanted. But I'm taking Son just because he sort of created that as much as Kulu did. I just they're, they're both there. I I like I like them all because you go like Kane's goal, although it wasn't as technically brilliant. I I love the pressing, the front foot to make it happen. I really really enjoyed that. Uh, I thought Bentico was really good again to assists. Really, really. Well, I wanted to share with you the Bentico song that I learned yesterday because I don't know if it's like well known. No, I don't know. Sorry for the singing, but I am going to sing it because the <laughs> tune is important. He's the reason we're playing on Wednesday next season. He came with his mate from Sweden. He's Ben Tanker. I mean, it's a bit shit, but I quite enjoyed it. To be fair. But we were talking earlier in the season that we don't have many songs anymore. I'm all for it. You yeah. know, the, the more the merrier. And Decky's is the best song, though. You've got to love it. <laughs> I know. I, I went from hating it to absolutely loving it now, to the point now where I've sung it so much that if I play it, my daughter now doesn't know the normal words. She only knows the uh, Kudatevsky song, which Fantastic. is great. Do you know, because he, he hasn't scored at home yet, um, yeah. We haven't actually heard that at home, that song. No. it's a, Yeah, it's a sh- that's a shame. But next season, Champions League, we'll hear it for sure. Uh, so we've got some awards, end of season awards. But first of all, we'll go through the first team. All I want from you is like school grades, A plus, A minus, all the way through to E and F uh, for each of our players. And we'll, we'll and, a, and a quick reason why. So, Himali, I'll start with you. Hugo. For the season. For the Not season, yeah. Uh, I'd go with a B plus. I'd go with a B plus. I think he's been solid. He's been what we needed in terms of a leader. There have been those those moments still, as in of the flapping here and there, and hence not going for the A A minus A plus etc. But yeah, he's he's Hugo. He's he's solid. Um, and I can't. I literally, I'm dreading the day when we have to try and find a replacement for him. Well, have you seen we're about to sign? Uh, Forster, have you seen that? Comes out in the last mm. couple of hours um, on a free, so back him up. Obviously, not long term replacement, but Chris, do you know what? As you asked the question, I thought B plus as well, so I'm I'm with Hamali exactly that. I think he's been really solid. Um, there's always room for improvement, I think, but exactly the same. I mean, I completely agree with Hamali on that. I think when it actually comes to properly replacing him, I think we're going to realise what a great keeper we've had. 
That, that's why I'm giving him just a straight A because most clean sheets he's ever done in a season in the Premier League, which is really impressive. And I, he's just been solid. And I, I really do think he outperforms our expectations of him. And he saves so many goals, which would translate into points that other keeper wouldn't, points lost that other keepers wouldn't. So I, I'm a fanboy because he's a beautiful man as well. So he's definitely I, I think that. you've changed my mind. So I'd like to go for A minus, though, yes. not a straight A. I have A minus. <laughs> uh, Doherty, Chris? B. I think he's been fine. I think he improved. I think, you know, he was like, a, he was the whipping boy for a bit, but hopefully he's got more to come. But I don't think he was terrible, so I'll give him a B. I'll tell you what, let's do one each uh, in the interest of time. Yeah. Uh, Hamali, I'll give you Sergio Reggion. Uh, similar B, I'd say. Yeah, started all right, but clearly isn't going to be first choice. Um, I think Sess has moved above him. Um, really? I'd say. I think I think Sess would be above him now. Yeah. If, or, or they'll buy someone. So if Madrid came in and said, "Look, we're going to activate the buyback clause, forty million euros," are you taking it? I'd take it, and I'd buy Kostic and and keep. Oh, Sess. interesting. Okay, uh, Chris, you've got Christian Romero, number four. Oh, I. <laughs> A. He's crazy, isn't he? A. Only not getting an A plus because I think he's still got more in him, and um, I think if he just kind of somehow manages his emotions, which I know you don't want him to do really because you want him to be a bit aggressive because it's part of his game, but I think you know, like when he's got a full season next season, I'm slightly worried that he'll be like suspended for a whole load of it. And I don't want that. But, you know, like he's been a remarkable signing and I think, oh yeah, I'll give him an A. Reminds me of uh, Rooney. And that was, you know, he just, he was so much on emotion, really high quality and it it should mellow as he gets older. Yeah. Amali, uh, uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Um, I'd go the same as Hugo, to be honest. I'd go B plus. I was verging on A minus, um, but B plus. I think he was the one that held it together when Bentenker and um, Skippy were injured, and we were left with Winks and Hoiberg uh, for quite a few matches, I think, at the beginning of this uh, year. Um, and yeah, Hoiberg's been solid. I, I do, I do think that Skip will replace him next year, mind you, um, as the starter. Um, mm. But but I think it'll be Skip and one other. Um, but yeah, I'd go B class. Yeah. Uh, lots of B's so far. Chris, Davinson Sanchez. Um, I think he can have a, you know, he can have a good solid B as well, actually, because I think we haven't called on him very much. But in these last, actually, maybe a B plus, because when we have called on him these last three games, he's properly delivered in a way that I don't think any of us would have expected him to. Yeah. But I also think he's got more to offer, so that's why he, you know, can't just give him top marks. Uh, Marley, we've got Hyungmin Son. Oh, everyone just smiled. Is A plus plus? Is there is there any more than that? Or I don't know. How did he not get Player of the Season oh. or even nominated for Player of the Season? I don't even know. It's just ludicrous. It's special, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely ludicrous. There's, right. there's no words, but just A A plus plus plus, whatever we can give. Yeah. So his golden boot, right? Imagine you had to decide on him and Salah. So the, the case for Salah, same amount of goals, more assists, 300 fewer minutes. Son, no penalty goals. Uh, there was another reason why. Fewer assists, more penalty goals. Um, and 
he only had 69 shots compared to Salah's 101 shots, so he's far more lethal. The no pens, the no pens does it. Mm, and that's not just Spurs bias. I mean, it is, but... It is. <laughs> and he was playing in a much less productive... He played under Nuno's, what, 18th, 19th on every stat in the world um, for, what, the first three, four months or so? <laughs> Uh, Chris Harry Winks. Yeah. C minus. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't it? I feel sad because I, I like Harry. I think he's a you know he's a stand up mm. guy, and he really is one of our own. But I just think if we really want to push on and be a top team that that um is challenging for real trophies, Harry Winks isn't one for the team. Not the answer. Uh, Himali, uh, Harry Kane. He's, oh, it's such an odd one, isn't it? Because you, right now, you'd be thinking, oh, A+, plus, but you forget about those first uh, few months of things. I'd go with a, an A. Um, I saw when I was looking at the uh, top goal scorer thing yesterday, and I saw somehow after three months of essentially being AWOL, he was, I think, only five off of top scorer. And I was like, how on earth did that happen um, so quickly? So, yeah, uh, let's put it this way. Sonny wouldn't be what he is without Kane, and Kane wouldn't be what he is without Sonny. So I'd say um, if yeah. Sonny's an A++, then Kane would be an A. Yeah. And I think we can't underestimate as well Kane, and I know I bang on about this, but Kane being a number nine and a number ten for huge swathes of the season. Yeah, yeah. There's there's rumours today on there that his uh, representatives contacted Manchester City in February to see if they wanted another go at him, but they turned him down because they were focused on Haaland. It just it just stings a little bit. Uh, Chris Emerson Royale. I think he gets a B, uh, sort of a B, a B, a virgin to a B plus. And that's not because I don't like him. I actually really like him. And I think he might become like a, a firm favourite, but he's not there yet. But I think, again, if you look at this last run of games, he's done everything you've asked of him. You know, he's popped up in the right places going forward. He's been kind of, you know, like decent in defence. Um, you know, scored a go- scored some goals. I, you know, I, I think I think he's been great, but he's young and I want to see more from him. So um, a B, not with a must do better, a definitely can do better and I can't wait. Yeah, young man coming to a brand new country for the first time. He's done well. Uh, Hamali Joe Roden. Uh, well, it's fine. Yeah. Might not even be able to mark him, can yeah. we, really? Yeah, see. Um, Let's not mark him. Let's not give him a grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you the next one, Eric Dyer. Uh, he's, he's got a B&A. Um, the improvement that he has made. I was, Chris will hate me for this, but I, I didn't see him as a starter, like, at all in a team that was going to be pushing for the Champions League. Um, but now it's literally, it, there, there was that spell where he was out. And even though I think Romero was playing at the time, they looked lost. They needed him as that leader. So definitely A. Yeah, probably, it's definitely his best ever season for us. You know, mm. in 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 he's had good seasons before. Uh, Chris Ryan Sessignon, B plus. I think 
I, yeah, I would. I, I, or maybe the same as as Emerson Royale, actually, like a B with a with a moving to the plus. Again, I think with Cessignon, I think he's going to become a firm favourite. In fact, you know, we're talking with a, seeing what Hamali said earlier, it's like, you know, I you love a sort of a roaming fullback. We love a roaming fullback, and I genuinely think that with how much um, how the importance that Conte puts on fullbacks, that actually I think he's going to become one of the best players in the country at that in that position. Yeah, you heard it here first. Heard it here first. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we also predicted that we finished seventh as well. I was looking back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've heard lots of things here first. <laughs> but you know, even a broken clock is right t- uh, twice a day. So uh, Hamali uh, Kudusevsky. Um, so obviously an A plus. Um, if we're doing it on, obviously only, he's only here for half the season. But for what he was here, he would yeah A plus. Um, yeah. Saw something today where he was some. I think he's in his half a season. He's had more goal involvements than Bernardo Silva. I think it was up there with Foden, Saka, all of these people who have played a whole season. And it's crazy that he's come over and settled in. Essentially, took about one game to settle in, and and that was it. So an absolute star. Great buy. Yeah. Uh, Chris, we've got Galini next, but I'll skip him because we haven't really seen him much. Yeah. Uh, Stevie B? A. Really? If only for that game against Leicester. Leicester. I'm really, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. I don't know what's going to happen with him next season, but we'll always remember him and be grateful to him for that because those three points, as we saw, were crucial. Yeah. Uh, again, Hamali, Tanganga's next. Skip him because he's been injured for so long. So I'm going to give you Lucas Mora. Um, Fascism aside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say B B minus. Um, He's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been, he seems to have been Conti's first call off the bench, even above Stevie a lot of the time. Um, So he must be doing something right. And he always gives it all. um, But obviously there's, less end product than that night in Amsterdam um, most of the time. Yeah, I look back on that and I go, how did that happen? Yeah. How did you get a hat-trick in the semi-final <laughs> of the Champions League? But do you know what? I think that he is, a, I think he's fine as a substitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can make an impact because he comes on and he runs, you know, he runs, he runs at people and, and can kind of create mayhem when you've got tired legs out there. And his little, um, his little pass for Sonny's first goal was lovely yesterday. It was lovely. You think, did you think he meant it? Do you think he meant I it? I mean, he might not have done, but it but still worked it out quite nicely. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, Cranchar in that respect. Just a great substitute player. Not a starter, but a great substitute player. Uh, Emali, Oliver Skip. Oh, is that me? Um, oh, I love Skippy. Um, oh, twice in a row. Sorry, I've done it twice in a row. <laughs> That's fine. Let let Hermione take Skippy. Like they, her and Jack had a skip loving last week, so let's just we let that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the half of the season that he was fit and that he played through his his injury, um, like the soldier that he is, um, I would give him uh, a B because he's been injured for a, a, about half a bit. Um, with Chris's, uh, we'll do better uh, next season when he's given a full run. And just, I think me and Jack were saying last week, the improvement that happened in him when Conti came in, the 
carrying the ball carrying, the more aggressive passes. Yeah, Conte and him are going to be great together. Yeah, I doubted him. I thought, yeah, just because you've done it in the championship, it wouldn't wouldn't stick here. But he's really stepped up his game in the way that we wanted to see Winks step up his game, really. And it just yeah. hasn't happened, does has it? Uh, two left to Chris Bentica. Um, I think you've got to say. I think you've got to say B plus, and I know it shouldn't. I know everyone else was, I'm sure, saying A, but I said this last week. I'm not entirely sure about him. I think he's fine, um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think he's fine. I think B plus. Hopefully, see more from him. But do you know what? There were glimpses of it yesterday because, but then again, it's it's Norwich, right? So you know, like the way that he travelled forward and like created that first goal was fantastic. Um, well, it was interesting to see how sort of allergic to shooting he was. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sunny, um, sorry, Decky was in a much better position. Um, but it doesn't, you know, I think he's, I think he's good. I think we've got more to come. So yeah, he can have a B plus. Lots of Bs, and then Marley to finish us off. Ben Davis. Uh, I was much like Dyer, probably even more so than Dyer. I was like, we need to, we need to sell Davis. Because he has to be top of the list um, of, of sales up there with the sale list. Um, but he has been great. He has suited Conti's system down to a T. Um, getting forward, um, overlapping the fullback. It's, it, yeah, it's been uh, the wing back. It's been great. So I would give him an A minus. Um, yeah. I think so. I think so many of these players have got so much better since Conte's come in, right? Yeah. It's in all credit to that man. I mean, I, we should do Conte as well. Chris, Conte, I mean... I think he's got to have an A. Yeah. I can't give him an A+, plus because I want to see more. But he's yeah. got to have an A, because considering what we the state we were in when he got here... Um, and also, maybe I'll give him an A-, minus actually, because I can't bear all the emotion... It's like I'm emotional. I don't need him to be as as emotional as that. Yeah. Um, although I guess the other thing that is a brilliant piece in the Athletic today that um Charlie Eccleshare and and Jack Pitbrook wrote, and they were just sort of saying that by the time he had that second massive outburst, it was almost like the the club hierarchy didn't matter, didn't mind so much because it was like it's his process. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine as long as the players know because like I don't like the fact that. We're still after yesterday. There's still like loads of speculation that he's leaving. Of course, he's not going. There's no way he's going anywhere. There's no. no way he's going anywhere. Like, you know, yes, he was great at Chelsea, but like he says that coaching is a drug for him, right? Imagine if he actually, for the first time since Bill Nicholson, wins proper things with Spurs, right? He's got a massive ego. Imagine how much that's going to play to his ego because it's so different to doing it if you're. If you're um, Pep Guardiola, even if you're Pep Guardiola, because of the riches that you have at Manchester City, even if you're Liverpool, just because of the, you know, it's a different kind of mentality and history. And also, again, the resources that they've had. So, you know, I just think there's no way he's going anywhere. And I'm giving him an A minus because I want to have this conversation this time next year and give him an A plus when we've won the league. <laughs> Fair. Uh, right. My favourite part of the whole year is our end of season awards I've, oh. I've i've prepared a few but i'm obviously happy to have more so what i'll do is i'll put it out there we'll vote on it and if there's a tiebreaker we can decide between ourselves we're, we're adults here uh, i've got a few suggestions but if just because i forget everything so if i give you the first one goal of the season and this can be the technically most brilliant one it could be the one that got you most excited so what what nominations have you got what comes to your mind 
Uh, well, sunny and I've sunny in Kulu yesterday. Yeah. Um, sunny. Okay, was it against Leicester? Love that. Yeah. Which one was that one? That was one where he just picked the ball up and just like curled it in again. It was Classic. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was one against Manchester City, wasn't there? Was it Sunny again or was it Kane against City? I can't remember. I've got Kane's header against City in the three-two. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Those are those are my. That's okay. my and um and Ben Davis's goal, of course. Which one? Because who doesn't like? Well, he's only scored one. Okay, Newcastle. <laughs> he's literally only ever scored one goal for us, hasn't he? That was that. No, we scored at least two. Okay. Well, anyway, Ben Davis scored a goal. I'd like to celebrate it. So anytime, any excuse. Uh, cool. So we've got Ben Davis against Newcastle. Wiley, any to add? Uh, no, mine would have been Son versus Norwich, Son versus Leicester, and then yeah, probably Decky versus Le- uh, Decky versus Norwich as well. Okay, I'm going to give you Sun versus Liverpool in the 1-1, where we broke down the side, and I think Sessegnon squared it back. How excited that when we won 1-0 up. Um, nice. I can't believe Bergvine's third against Leicester. You know, how excited did that make you feel? Going Sun versus City, our first goal of the season. Do you remember that? Where he sort of took it down the right, didn't have much on, oh, yeah. faced up Aki, and then low left-footed shot for us to win our first game of the season. Then I've got two... forgotten all the, new, the Nuno times. Well, yeah, I've got two more from that. So I've got Mora versus Norwich, where he's in the, at the centre of outside the box and absolutely batters it into the top left-hand corner. Just a great shot. And then Mora against Crystal Palace. This was more of a nothing one, but it, it, went, it was 2-0. And he, uh, I think Emerson crossed it in and he just beat the big defender and just headed it in. I love it when a, a, a player just goes through a defender to beat it. So um, can I ask for your votes, please? Imali, what are you going for? There's a lot here. Now that you have reminded me of Moura's one where he just laced it um, and booted it straight in, that would be up there. But I think I would go with Son versus Leicester um, uh, as my top choice. Chris? Do you know the reason why I didn't uh, mention um, Bergvine against Le- against um, Leicester mm-hmm. is because it was the I don't know why like I felt like I wanted to ba- have a backlash against the official goal of the season. I don't know why I'm feeling contrary, but I am. I so that. even though I love that, uh, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with. Um, because I want to find consensus, I'm going to go with Sunny against Leicester. But actually, I really want to vote for Ben Davis. Ah, I'm <laughs> I'm also going to go with Sun versus Leicester, but with a a special award then for Ben Davis because yeah. we love yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations, Youngmin Son. Another thing that he's won. Right then, best game, Hamali. What what are you thinking? Um. City away in in the moment, as in Harry uh, and Decky's uh, cross and Harry heading in that moment, um, I loved. It was between for me, it was between that and the Leicester Bergwin moment um, uh, for the sheer in uh, yeah the the surprise and the last minute element of it. Um, yeah, I would have gone with one of those two. I think they are the two, aren't they? Chris, you got any more to add? Yep, I think yeah, Leicester away for sure. The that yeah. those last two goals, the Arsenal game, obviously. Because right. yeah. I mean, like 
it's impossible not to think that that was just glorious. Um, but also, you know, that substitution, um, Bergwijn for Lucas in Manchester United, that seemed to be the end of uh, of Nuno. And actually, like, if that hadn't happened, we would not be like here with smiles on our faces, giving the players B's and A pl- and A's. So, yeah. imagine how. Well, imagine how sad we'd be if Nuno was still here. Just loads of nil-nils, one-nils, naught-ones. God. I've also got down Liverpool away, 1-1, just because it was a very professional game. 1-1, that was pretty good. I've got uh, the Newcastle 5-1, where we had Davis, Doherty, Son, Emerson and Bergwijn scoring. The reason for that... Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, 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 that was great. It it was just great fun. And it felt like Conte was having an effect at that time, right? Where we had the fullback scoring. So I really like that. Probably not the best game, but it was just a good game. I've also got uh, Newcastle 2 out Arsenal nil, just because. <laughs> How funny was that? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. I was in Texas last week and I watched it in the hotel. And uh, I shouted and I had a great time. That was about two in the afternoon. It was just brilliant. Um, Chris, what, what are you going for? Oh, I don't know. What are you going for? City away. It has to be City away. We took six points from them and they, they, they're going for the title. They're expected to see more or us and we batter them. Sort I think of. I'm going to have to go for Arsenal at home oh, just because I mean, just because we showed that intent and that momentum propelled us forward and left them in misery to lose against Newcastle. It's true. Miley, what are you going for? Yeah, I guess, yeah, the, the Arsenal one probably is uh, the, the season turner. Um, there you go. Yeah. There it is. Uh, best individual performance. I could, I thought of one. <laughs> and that was Harry Kane versus Manchester City. Yeah. It's that, isn't it? Okay. It's either that or Bergwijn against Leicester, actually. Yeah. I think honourable mention for Bergwijn against Leicester, but yeah, Harry against City, sure. Yeah. Uh, player of the season. So, I mean, the nominations, Kane's son. Anyone else? Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer, yes. Mm. Hugo, Romero, Skip, Kulusevski. No. I think it's hard to say they're players of the season. They're players of moments of the season, bits of the season. Yeah. And that might be why, and even though I was, I, I made a massive argument for Harry Kane being the player of the season, playing nine and ten and all the rest of it, it was for the first, you know, he missed the first two months because he was sulking, which is the argument you made, AST. And I've reflected on that, and I think <laughs> I might agree with you now. <laughs> That so it's between, uh, it's between it's uh, between Sonny and and uh, Eric for me. Yeah, it's Sonny for me. Um, yeah, uh, to me it's definitely Sonny. Um, but I do, I, I the honourable mention would be uh, Eric Dyer. Do you know what? I'm going to go Dyer for for all the reasons. I just he's never given up. You know, he's he's given us all of his emotion. He protected his brother in the Champions League a few years ago. You know, it's just he's just stuck with it. He's tried his best and you can see he's a real leader in what he does for everyone else. Now, you could say the same with Kane, but he sulked and Sun's had enough awards. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll leave him there. Uh, the most disrespected player of the season by our own fans. So who or underrated player of the season. You know, it's just who, who do we give? Should we give praise to that actually deserves it? Hoybier. I cannot believe there was that moment in the season where people wanted him gone. 
I was just like, I don't know what they were watching. I don't know what changed. I don't know if somehow my all my football understanding had fallen out of my head. I didn't understand what that was about. It's Hoybier for sure for me. Hoybier, first one I had down to. I mean, I, he's one of those ones, as soon as he leaves, we will miss him mm-hmm. immediately. Um, not necessarily my vote, though. Amali, have you got any more? I've, uh, I never thought I'd say this either, but Ben Davies. Um, yeah. He's been, we, without him there, he's managed to stay fit pretty much the whole season. But we literally did not have another player who would be able to play that left centre-back role as well as him. Um, or even cover as well. Yeah. Um, so mine would be Ben Davies. So uh, the other ones I've put down, Doherty, because he really did come through to a point where actually we missed him, you know, after being so slagged off. We've got Sanchez, because... He's done a very good job when he's been called mm-hmm. on. Emerson Royale for the for the when we were marking him for those reasons. And also I had Dyer down just because he had he is disrespected, but he's come all the way through. Mm. Um so could I ask for your formal votes, Chris, are you sticking with Hoyberg? I sure am, yeah. And Himali you sticking with Davis. Oh, I think I can be swayed to Hoyberg though. Um, oh really? Because he did yeah, as in the the criticism yeah, he, without him there, it would have been Winks and Benton Kerr, which would have, we would never have got where we got to. So, definitely. Fine. I'm going to give an honourable mention to um, uh, Rodon because he's far too disrespected in these hallowed halls. <laughs> uh, this is always. We don't to... know. We don't know whether to respect him or not, ASD. That's the problem. I'm just talking about a Maldini or Dyer. You never choose him. That's disrespect for me. But That's the. Because... <laughs> your face. He's not Maldini. He's not Maldini. Not yet. Was Maldini left-footed? Yeah. I thought so, because I spent all of yesterday during the the match calling Ben Davis the Welsh Maldini. I'll I'll take that as well. Uh, Now we're on to the most depressing section, which is the worst match of the season. Now, what comes to... Have you got any in mind? I've got a lot here. Burnley away. Burnley away, 1-0. Enes Moura. Enes Moura, 2-1. And let's not forget their manager was in prison at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is really something. That is really, really something. Um, that is proper Spursy, isn't it? What was um, what was the other one? Um, so we, we lost 3-0 to Wren, but that one mm. we didn't play. But that's embarrassing. The Brighton game is the one that I think upset me the most. Brighton 1-0. Because um, I just, you know, like when we really needed to, we just could not sort our shit out. Do you remember? We also lost in the Europa Tractor League to Vitesse and I'm 1 0. Do you remember that? That's pretty bad. But um, I'm also going to give you Crystal Palace 3, Tottenham 0, with Tank Ganga mm-hmm. sent off after 60 minutes and then they scored 76, 84, and 92. And that was Vieira as well, wasn't it? It's interesting yeah. though. Did you, I don't know if you looked at the, t- I looked at the table this morning and given where um, Palace have ended up, their goal difference is astonishing considering the rest of the table. So no, I thought that um, was quite interesting. So I'm just looking at it now. They've got a plus, they've finished 12th with a plus four goal difference. Right. And from ninth, everybody's got a minus goal goal difference apart from Palace at 12th. And to the extent that Newcastle at 11th have got minus 18, Brentford at 13th have got minus eight around them. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, they're always a tricky one, aren't they? 
Um, we also had a midfield of Winks, Skip, Hoiberg and Deli Alley. That was pretty depressing, wasn't it? Um, I've also got Middlesbrough 1-0 in the cup. I really hated losing that game. Like, I really hated losing that game. Uh, the other two I've got... A blessing in disguise there, wasn't it? Losing that game. No, I hate it. I, just, I would rather be in the cup. Um Losing three to three games to Chelsea, playing really bad. Sorry, in three, two and a half weeks, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? Including going out in the cup, and then Everton nil nil, which was our second game in a row with no shot on target. Really depressing. Sorry, Amalia, I interrupted. Would you um would you choose the cup over? Would you have chosen the cup run to the to the final? Um, right in the fourth. Mm. We talk about this all the time, and it's easy now. Like I'd rather be for I'd rather be where we are now than anything else, just because it's what we've got. If, if you had asked me that when we were in seventh, <laughs> I would have taken a cup run all day long, even the Carabao Cup. Um, so what what game are you going for there? There's a few few shockers there. I'll go first. I'll go Enes Mura 2-1 with him manager in prison. Yeah, I mean, that that's the one that you're going to remember, really. But I think the one that made me the most sad was Brighton. So I think I agree with Mora, but I think, you know, Brighton has to be, although it didn't have an effect on the season, I suppose. That's the best. That's a good thing. So, yeah, let's go with Mora. Well, it, it sort of did because it was that really intense period where points were swinging with Arsenal and Spurs, didn't it? So we really could have taken a bit more strength there and made our last day a bit easier. But hey, ho. right then. Uh, signing of the seasons, so we've got Kuliszewski, Benzker, Emerson and Romero. So pretty tough there. I didn't include Galini. That's fair. <laughs> it's obviously, a, I think it's a toss up between. Um, Kulu and Romero. Kulu and Romero, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's difficult for me because I always like to big up the defenders because I think defenders like often get overlooked for for forwards. But there's just something about that ginger from Sweden. Yeah. I absolutely think I love him. So I think it's got to be it's got to be Kulu for me. Marley. Yeah, 100% for me. I, I love Romero. I think he could very well be my favourite player in the season or so. Um, but I, it, it has to be Kuzowski. Um Yeah, I think as well, I was, from what I was reading as well, I think Romero only actually ended up playing sort of 20, 21 games and not sort of too much more than uh, Decky got in anyway. So that would have been the only thing that might have swung it for me. But yeah, I'd go definitely yeah we love Romero with just his raw aggression how much he hates just other teams and just everything about him but we want to see a bit more and I feel we, we were okay in defense but we really needed another option didn't we and for a January signing such a young man and for someone who's doubted so much as well you know we're just by Juve bench players has to be Kuliszewski signing the I season also, I also think that he is going to be I, I'm I, you know there's a part of me that really hopes that he's the equivalent of Virgil van Dijk for us that somehow we've just signed this incredible centre back if he can stay injury free that really pushes us on to the next level yep 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 future star so we've got Pape Matassar who had a pretty good season out on loan Brian Hill although rumours are that they want another but I think Valencia wants him there for another year Troy Parrott, who's banging in goals, left, right and centre for MK Dons. Dane Scarlett, who we haven't really seen much of, or Harvey White. It's a tough one, this one. 
when I when you've just said that, Alistair, I thought about Sessegnon because I think we haven't seen enough of Sessegnon this season, and I think he's out of that group. Um, I don't know if he's a bit older than them though, so maybe he doesn't he doesn't qualify. But I think Sessegnon's our future star. Well, I put, yeah, I put our um the next award is breakthrough performance, so I had him down in there. But I'm happy oh, okay. to you know, but because he he's sort of been here now, isn't he? But I'm happy to have him in here as well. He can win too. Uh, Amali, who what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I guess if we're going for people who haven't really had that start yet um, at Spurs, which sounds like that that group of people, um, I did love Brian Gill. He he was really exciting um, that first sort of month or two or so. Um, some of the performances in the Europa League just wants to take people on, and who doesn't want to see that? So I did love Gill, and I hope that. There's that thing about does he need to bulk up? Well, Modric didn't, um, and he seemed to do all right. So I hope that Gil will will be a future star. Yeah, I'm Chris. Are you sticking with Cesson Young? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go Brian Hill as well. Brian Hill. Uh, I'm just excited by him. I think for the same reason, it just excites me, um, and he just gives us options. But I'm a tad worried he'll just be a great Europa Conference League or Europa League level. But who knows? Uh, breakthrough performance. I mean, I had Sessegnon, Doherty, Skip, Ben Davis down. Again, Davis, just because of he broke through what what other people thought of him. It's just a tired old left-back to being left-centre-back to being really good. So, um, Hamali, any more to add? Sessegnon, Doherty, Skip and Davis? Uh, no, I, I I was thinking Skip, but that I do love him. So, I, I was thinking Skip. That Even that first um, performance against City, the first match of the season, I remember thinking, OK, yeah, he, he has got it. He, he can play at this level, not just at Norwich in the Championship. And so, yeah, that was the performance I was thinking of as the as the breakthrough performance, so to speak. But I think, yeah, I don't agree about Sessegnon. I think it's Skip for me in this one. I, I, you know what, I, I agree. I want to give a special shout out to Sessegnon because he came through. He's had loads of injuries, loads of pressure on him. Like he came in and then suddenly saw Reggie, Reggie come in. And then, I mean, there's been some games where he has just been out sensational. You go, Salah has done nothing against us this season because of Sessegnon. Sessegnon just had him in his pocket, you know, and he, he's, he played really well against City. And he played really well against Arsenal as well. I th- you know, Saka did nothing. Uh, so my vote is Sesson Young, but that's two to one in favour of Skip. So congratulations, Oliver Skip. Looking forward to seeing you next year. Unsung hero. Uh, who you, who have you got? Ben Davis. Anyone else? Nomination? Why Ben Davis? Because I think that in for all we've talked about Ben Davis, and I wouldn't put Eric Dyer in here because I think the thing about Eric Dyer is that he's divisive, right? Yeah. People really like him, um, or they kind of whatever. And I think the thing with Ben Davis is he just quietly gets on with his work. Um, and so that's and I think that's the very definition of an unsung hero. So yeah, Ben Davis. Amali, anyone else? Yeah, the only other two that I would think about would be Hoiberg, um, uh, potentially. And then, yeah, I guess Sessegnon as well. Like, as in, everyone was thinking it was going to be a step down when Reggie was getting injured and he stepped up. And, yeah, and even he thought of as more of an attacking threat with his goals and assists, but defensively he's properly stepped up, um, exactly like you said, with those City and... um, uh, City performances and uh, Liverpool as well. So 
Yeah, those would be the extra two I'd add. Okay, I've got four more. I've got okay. Hugo, just because I, when, when he retires, the most common thing we'll say is Hugo would have said that. Hugo would have said that for whoever comes in. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think, and I think he's brilliant. He is getting old now. I'll give you Daniel Levy for sorting in. You know, he went for the big move with. I know he went for the big move with Mourinho. Oh. Didn't work. He went Good for the shout. cheap option with Nuno, and then he's gone for it with Conte, and it's it's worked out. He must have thrown money at it, and he's if he back maybe next year, if he backs him, and when we do the treble, Hugo, uh, Levy, I'm going to give you Paratici. Because he's done his job, somehow he convinced Conte to come to Tottenham, and then he managed to go and get these two players for us who have turned helped to turn our season round. Uh, and the other one, it's it's a bit sick, but I've got you down, Chris. I think. Oh, don't the, ridiculous! The amount of work that you do for Tottenham fans and the Tottenham community needs to be shouted out. So no one's going to vote for you, but I think it's worth a nomination. Uh, you're not going to vote for you. I, I I would vote for you, but uh, I think it's worth a shout out and a clap. And Marley would vote for you. Fine. So you've got two votes there, Chris. Who oh, are you no, voting for? Ridiculous. I think Daniel Levy's a really good shout, actually, because right. I think he gets absolute pelters. But uh, you know, and there's an Enoch out banner outside the stadium every game. But what else do you expect from? What else do you expect? Because also, also, like for whatever you we want to say, it's like look what's happened to Chelsea. And, you know, and I know it's it's easy for, for us to say, but, you know, all those um, titles that they won under Abramovich, have been, we knew that they'd been won with dirty money. We knew that. But actually, it's now kind of on the statute books. And I wouldn't be proud of that. And the one thing that we know, and I appreciate the stuff around Argentina and what the stuff of the, from Joe Lewis there, but we know that we're trying to do it with the money that we make in the football club, like a proper business. And I'm quite proud of that. I think you look at, uh, do you know which team was top of the league when it, the millennium happened, when, when it changed from 1999 to 2000? It was Leeds. And you think they, they yeah. invested in the club to the point where they would break even if they won the Champions League. And it's taken them 20 years to get back to scraping to be in the Premier League. And I think a lot of Spurs fans would like us to do that, like risk it all, put all the money on, not even black, just on a cut on a number. But. You have a look at what Levy's done from over the last 20 to 20 years. And the, the you know, Arsenal haven't finished ahead of us in tw 2200 days. You know, we might not have any trophies, but we've got player of the year awards. We've got golden boots and we've got lots of high place finishes in Champions League. We wouldn't have got that. And, uh, and uh, something like a Leeds ownership. My biggest thing with him, though, is because he'll miss, he misses the opportunities that, that arise so I think Chris was sent Chris you sent out something earlier today in fact as in what was the biggest opportunity Spurs at the end of was it 1718 yeah I think it was 1718 yeah. or Spurs now under Conti um and obviously back then we needed Poch needed some help he needed a, a bigger squad he needed some refreshing um and it wasn't given to him and so we went right back to square one again um and now will he step up and make the same mistake again or or will he actually back this world-class manager that we have somehow um stumbled upon and Paratici has managed to to woo to white Hart lane essentially um and that's where i yeah i i worry that he won't essentially um which is my own fear, but hopefully he'll prove us wrong, prove me wrong. <laughs> You're so right. The only note that I wrote for this pod was uh, I feel like we're in at least 
the best position that we ever had similar in but that's comparable to the, the Poch era. Like obviously there was a wave of emotion getting to the Champions League final, but that was held together, you know, with with glasses and biscuits. There wasn't, you know, that that was a, a team that needed to be replaced quite desperately and Poch knew that. But now we're in that same position. Yeah, it's not the Champions League final, but we need that investment. We need to support the manager just and fund him. So I totally agree. So who's your vote going for, Hamali? Oh, what uh, what was the, the unsung hero? Um, unsung hero, yeah. Yeah, for me it would be Ben Davies. Um, uh, definitely. Um, I think that he has had a lot of stick for many years um, for being very average, and it turns out that if you put him at left centre back, he does a very good job for you. So I would put Ben Davies as my unsung hero. Chris. My vote is for Daniel Levy, because I think that I think that the the, the post COVID, um, just everything is is a, a very fine balance, and I think he's seen where we've been and where we could be, and we can't. And the business plan does not work if we're not in the Champions League, and it's not easy to always be in the Champions League. We we sort of felt like. You know, it, well, you know, like we first got in there under Harry Redknapp and then we were sort of in, in and around there. But actually the margins are much smaller now and you've got more competition from different places, including Newcastle and other teams that you're not expecting. So on that basis, I think that he is going to seize this opportunity and he he's going to roll the dice a bit more than he has done. You know, whilst trying to maintain the business model. Um, and I think the fact that we're here and having this conversation is testament to him. So... Daniel Levy. I love Ben Davis. I I love Ben Davis. I, he plays at left centre back for Wales, you know, regularly, and he's really good there. Like, admittedly, against often poorer opposition, so it's difficult. But I have to agree with you, Chris. Uh, but you are having a special mention because of the brilliant work that you do, whether you like it or not. Uh, Manager of the year, we've got. Obviously, Nuno Conte, and I put Arteta in there because, you know, trust the system. It, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> How much money have they invested in that squad? It's like, it's, <laughs> it's really funny. It is terrific. <laughs> but as with all of these things, I'm always about bigging up ours rather than slagging off the opposition. Yeah, yeah. Although, special mention to Arteta. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Conte might just edge it over Nuno. I don't know, Hamali, what do you reckon? Maybe just a bit. I was um, going to try and ask someone to defend a Nuno vote, and I just can't do it because you can't do it. Purely for the one nil uh, Man City over <laughs> for the vibes. <laughs> Feel really bad for him. I wonder where he is now. Like, what's he doing now? You know, just I hope he's just relaxing and enjoying his life. Enjoying his payoff. They've got a yeah. bit of money out of us. Yeah. I mean, the final one needs more of a discussion. Is that? Um, the realistic premiership player that you'd like to be at Spurs. So obviously we'd all like De Bruyne or Foden, but we're not going to get them. So are there any players you can think of that you'd like at Spurs? I've got a couple here, actually. Yeah. I um I like I like I really like Cucurella. Yeah, got him down. Um, and I think we need somebody in that position, even though we've been talking about Ben Davis, and I also love his hair. Brilliant. Um, I'd love to see um. Christian Eriksen back at Tottenham. I think we've never we haven't replaced him. We need a player of his caliber, and I think that he is a really realistic signing. And because Jack's not here, I'm going to mention Ruben Neves. Oh, interesting. Because Jack would have said Ruben Neves, so I feel like I want to represent for Jack. 
Yeah, yeah. Am I any more? Yeah, but you've gone mute. Yeah, Cookerell is a great chat. I'd probably also add in uh, his right wing back uh, buddy Lamptey um, mm. uh, as another one. Um, and I uh, absolutely love Michael Elise, and I was really upset that we yeah. didn't get him this season. Um, so, and he's got a release tour, so I uh, I would say him um, to add in. Right, I've got a few others. I spoke about this with uh, Owen, who's a friend of the show, and I'm going to give you uh, Basuma, the midfielder for Brighton, yeah, good little player. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was great against us, actually. I remember we talked about it. him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tarkovsky. Sorry. You up? A triple raid on Brighton. <laughs> well, right. Uh, I'll give you Tarkovsky, free agent, established Premier League player, you know. Not bothered, but he could be good backup. Uh, Nick Pope, you know, he's going down. Needs needs somewhere to go, but it sounds like Forster's coming in anyway. Uh, sort of cheating, but Ivan Tony, just to give us an option. Doesn't really done it this year, but could be given. Um, I put Mitrovic down, but it's it's not it's not right, is it? Uh, Ollie Watkins, you know, good little player there. I like Tony, but I kind of feel like he's not ambitious enough because of his age whereas Ollie Watkins because he's a bit younger you're like yeah all right he might be like a decent backup yeah yeah uh Jared Bowen mm. you know yeah good little they sell to us would they no Never. yeah because no. actually Declan Rice is who we want really want <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I mean they offered him an eight-year contract well why would you sign that <laughs> that's, that's mad isn't it uh final one is Troy Ore. he's coming back on loan there was all that fuss about him in the summer but not sure he replaces Kuliszewski now, really. Um, there's one who's non uh, non Premier League, but I'm not sure you've seen that AC Milan keeper, Mike Magnan, uh, really decent keeper. Like took Lille to a championship, it's just taken AC Milan to a championship. Twenty five, like it was twelve mil last year. I think he's worth about twenty five mil this year. Like looks like a good uh, Hugo replacement, but that's by the by. So any. I mean, we don't really have to vote on this. Who would you take back? If you had to choose one, Hamali, who would you take? I mean, the Ericsson one is just going to feel so right um, if that happens. Um, part of me thinks that he wouldn't come to sit on the bench because um, I don't know how he'd fit into Conti's system. Uh, with everything that's happened with the World Cup here, I, I don't see him wanting to to be a rotation player to come off the bench and that type of thing. Um, but I'd love to see it. Chris, I mean, what Hamali said, but I don't, and I just, I just don't know. I think it just, it depends. It depends where else they, where we make our investments. But I think they're all good shouts, mm. and they'll all do something to kind of make give our squad a bit more depth. Because then that was the problem, is that we were good yesterday, and I know it was Norwich, but the the bench is a worry, right? Because once you've brought on Bergvine and, and Lucas, there's yeah. nobody else on the bench. Joe Roden, but yeah, I get your point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do need depth. We, we need a bit of a clear out. in Or, you know, just a bit smarter investment, don't we? Um, I'm going Ericsson just because he's he's perfect for the Champions League like I think it would just be great for us but uh, it doesn't really matter does it uh, so I'll just go through the winners so goal Sun against Leicester best game was Arsenal 3-0 at home if, uh, last week 
best performance, Kane versus City player of the year was Eric Dyer. Most disrespected player was Hoiberg. Worst match of the season, Mura. Uh, the 2-1 where the manager was in prison. Signing of the years was uh, Kudoshevsky, future star Brian Hill. Breakthrough performance, Oliver Skip, unsung hero, Levy. Manager of the year, Conte. And we'd like to see lots of players come in. Um, but can I just say the one injustice that I feel has been served by all of this is that we split our votes between um, those, whatever it was, future star and breakthrough for Ryan Sessegnon. So he ended up with nothing. So I just want to. That's fair. Just want to like shout out to that because Do I think you're both wrong about Brian Hill. Fine. The award for <laughs> player who didn't get an award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you love Brian Gill, Chris, don't you? Yeah, I've got, I've, I've like out of sight, out of mind, Molly. <laughs> now that he's not here anymore, I couldn't give, I don't care. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I might try and remember to get this list. I might even put a reminder in my diary now, so we could next year have the Ryan yeah. Sessegnon Award for players yeah. who didn't get an award. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Um. I mean, we're going to wrap up now for, until August, but Chris and Marley, if I could ask you to give a sense to wrap up the year in a sentence, your feelings on it, and give us a message of hope for next year. What are you saying to the, the millions of listeners? I think my summary would be win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. And hopefully <laughs> next season, there'll be far, far more wins. It won't be alternate. There'll be far more wins than losses. Um, and that we, you know, push on in the way that we sort of deserve to. Molly? Um, yeah, my summary is that Conti came to save us. And my hope is that we back Conti, because if we do, he will win us things. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, yeah, I think... I mean, we've been saying every week the future's bright, the future is lily white, and it, it, I'm just excited. For, do you remember how depressed we were at the beginning of the season? Like, how low it was. It was the worst it had ever been. And to go to where we are now, which is partially thanks to Arsenal's collapse, but a lot thanks due to the, the mentality of the players, which has been brought in by our manager, which had who was smart enough to do the job with Paratici, who was, and that he was brought in by Levy. So um, I think we're in a very good and healthy place. And I'm just looking forward to being in the Champions League and just speaking to you again next next year. So I think we have to give a shout out to Jack. It's a real shame you're yeah. not here. We miss you, Jack. Uh, thank you for everything you've done on the pod. Jack does a lot of work behind the scenes that you guys don't see, guys and girls. Um, but otherwise, I think it's time to wrap up. Marley, thank you for being a repeated guest. And Chris, thank you for joining us properly this year was it this year was it last it year it was this year and what fun it's been what? i said said to molly that in the dark in those moments where we were really depressed actually this was a real beacon of light because actually we just came on here and laughed a bit <laughs> after a miserable weekend and i couldn't recommend it enough it does just you go in angry and you come out very happy don't you it's, yeah. it's time with friends so uh thank you thank you to everyone who's listened giving us feedback giving us uh thanks so thank you and don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain. 
one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.